We are joined by Stephen Brooks of 24-7 Sports. We got, yeah, another massive recruiting weekend for Michigan State. How does Stephen think recruiting's going as a whole for MSU football? And, yeah, that's right. Max Christie will hear his name in the 2022 NBA draft. We get to all that and a little more on Locked on Spartans. Our Locked on Spartans, your daily podcast on the Michigan State Spartans. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am surrounded by greatness right now because I'm surrounded by you people. That's right, the listeners, the viewers of Lockdown Spartans, but not just that. No, I am also surrounded by this gentleman right here, Stephen Brooks of 24-7 Sports. He might be the biggest friend of the program. I can't imagine anyone is even a close second to you as far as appearances go because, well, Stephen, you're just the greatest, and uh, you have yet to say no to appearing on this podcast, so thank you very much. Um, how you doing, and what's wrong with you? Why do you keep saying yes? Why do you keep coming on the show? I'm great, man. Um, I'm happy to retain the belt. Uh, why do I keep? Because because I'm really. If, if folks look behind you, I'm I'm hoping that one day you're going to autograph that COVID cutout and send it to me <laughs> as a keepsake. Because I need to get my background a little bit better here. I just got the Rose yes. Bowl. Um, I'm trying to keep my head in front of that flash, but uh, that's all I got. So that's that's why. You know, one day I hope to earn that as the trophy. Honestly, you know, I always get a little excited when a package comes to my house, and like it's only ten percent of the time is the package for me. Like usually it's something my wife orders, but like. And it's always exciting, though, but I can't think of anything more underwhelming than a cardboard cutout of me, signed by me, <laughs> showing oh, up to on. your doorstep. What an awful way to spend an afternoon or wherever time your package has come to. Man, day, that's but... been my whole motivation this whole time. So wow. the secret's okay. out now. Cat's out <laughs> I'll be the checking, I'll be right. checking my front step every day. I'm going to FedEx tomorrow, it sounds like. But uh, before we get to uh, you know more cardboard cutout talk, uh, we will be talking about another massive recruiting weekend coming up. But before that... Got to do the housekeeping. Hey, please rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast or YouTube channel any way you digest these two faces in front of you. Well, if you're watching on YouTube or digesting our two voices, if you're listening the old-fashioned way on the podcast. And if you have any questions, LockedOnSpartans at gmail.com. Stephen, uh, for the fourth and final Thursday episode in June, I sound like a broken record player, but no one's sick of it because what I'm about to say next has been very fun for state fans like myself. It's another very fun recruiting weekend coming up for Michigan State. Ten visitors, seven of them are rated in the top 500. And it oddly enough seems like of the four, this is the, so to speak, smallest weekend of the four. But that speaks more so to just how massive of a month this has been. What are you looking for uh, for Michigan State coming up this weekend? Any names really popping out big time to you? Or are we on commit watch, dare I say? But how do you just take this weekend, Stephen, as the expert that you are? Well, the, the, I got to say the ad read kind of killed the flow, but I'm going to go with it anyway and then just keep sure. the theme going. And, you know, who's really been delivering on the mm. recruiting trail is this guy, Mel Tucker. You, we talked about, you know, shipping that over sure and everything. <laughs> All right. But, but it's it, but it is crazy. Like you said, yeah, I mean, it's 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 amazing to think um, the momentum that they've created this month and uh, how quickly they've changed perception of yeah. of what they are as a program um, from the outside, but also internally and people like yourself and just the fan base and everything of changing their perception of what's possible. Um, so no doubt it's been a, it's been an incredibly uh, exciting month and yeah, it's, you know, you look at this and that's what I, you know, I try not to, 
always go back to this, but I, I do think it's still important context. Like this, this would have been a, a knock out of the park, you know, um, you know, hold, you know, send the, hold the parade, you know, hang a right. banner type of weekend um, under for most previous years, just for, to, just to get this weekend's group of guys. Here. No doubt. Here. So, no doubt. and this is again, like you said, it's been an every weekend thing and in terms of the collection of talent, it's, it's been an extremely impressive month, and uh, I think this, you know, last weekend, this weekend, I think these will probably be more, to, to your point, probably more long-term things um, in terms of reaping the rewards mostly. Um, you know, I, I don't know how much you want to break down, you know, the guys or whatever, what, you, what, what angle you want to go with it. But I think that last weekend and this one, obviously the first two weekends we saw some, some you know, sort of fireworks right away. Uh, and then yep. last weekend and this one I think might be a little bit more of slow burn situations for, for varying degrees whether it's guys just are, are further along in the process or, um, you know, one or two or three guys here or there might fit into the puzzle differently based on some other people's decisions, uh, things like that. There's all sorts of different things. So I, I, I just circle back to this weekend and last, I think could be a little bit more slow burnish. Um, I don't know about Monday, Tuesday, um, if we'll be sounding the alarms this time around, but um, Hey, it's, it's gotcha. still early in the week this week, I guess maybe as if Friday hits, I could feel differently. No doubt. And I just want to like go through like the top five names here because these five guys are rated in the top 200 and one uh, on 24-7 sports, so close enough to top 200. So it's Amari Washington, defensive lineman out of Chandler, Arizona. Micah Tease, he is just you know a straight-up athlete uh, out of Oklahoma. You got cornerback Dalen Austin, who's an LSU commit but it's still visiting out of Lawn Beach, California. You got Stanton Ramil, offensive tackle out of Alabama. And then number 201 ranked nationally. This is an interesting jumping point I want to get off to. Jalen Thompson. Yes, Cast Tech, of course. MSU makes that Thomas Wilcher hire, uh, the former Cast Tech, coaching great. Where do you think they stand with Jalen Thompson right now? Is MSU the leader in the clubhouse, you think? Or is it any of the other places he has visited in your opinion i mean it's a fascinating saga yeah i thought they were going into the summer um it's it's a little hard to say today so he got offered by ohio state after performing at one of their camps um Mm -hmm. i guess what about two weeks ago um pretty pretty early in june and um from what i understand that that shook things up pretty pretty instantly um you know that was an offer he was looking for and you know (sighs) great to play for larry johnson and everything that they've had going on there yeah i mean you can understand Um, Cast Tech, you know, that where he plays is, has, has sent guys over there. Um, yep. So there's, you know, there's nothing um, unprecedented about, about crossing the line and, and doing that. Obviously, they have a, the strong Michigan connection as well. But, yeah, I thought Michigan State was in great position. I still think they are. Um, I do wonder if Ohio State maybe could have just come in at the last second to leapfrog them. But the fact that he didn't just jump on it right away, obviously, um, you know, speaks to something there as well. I think Cincinnati's probably the other big player there and maybe, you know, Michigan or Kentucky would sort of be on the fringes there as well. But I really see it today as Michigan State and Ohio State uh, duking it out there. And and we'll see. I think maybe the longer it goes on and maybe that, that initial you know, high of, of the uh, Ohio State offer and everything wears off, maybe that could that could lean things back in Michigan State's direction. Uh, I know the 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 uh, prospect of being coached by Brandon Jordan is, is a, like for many people, is a big thing for him. Uh, right. So maybe he comes back around to that. And Ohio State, like, Let's just be honest. Like it's a really, it's a really a cutthroat environment. They're getting top fifty, you know, type of D lineman every year. Like, um, I, I just don't know how I'll evaluate that situation. But if it's a, if it's a place he's been wanting to go, then, then you know, that's going to be a tough, tough one to beat. I think so. Interesting spot there. You know, I, I thought at different times he could have already been committed, uh, been part of this mm-hmm. class. But now that he's on the official visit, and they'll have the chance to put the full press on him and uh, and see where they shake out. Uh, I guess after that.
And just like a, another fascinating portion too of just, you know, not just this weekend, but recruiting as a whole with Michigan State now in this era, the Mel Tucker era, is that you have guys like Joe Crocker visiting. Okay, he's a top 500 player. He is top 40 at his position, which is offensive tackle. He's rated as a three-star. Also a three-star offensive tackle is Ryan Coretta. He's uh, ranked just inside the top 1,000 nationally, um, but that's, you know, two offensive tackles. Is it an odd spot for these kids? Because we're still waiting on, okay, Samson Okunlola, five-star kid offensive tackle. Chase Besantis has a big decision to make. Miles McVay, Peyton Kirkland. These are all offensive tackles that are rated, at least on 24-7 sports, higher than these two offensive tackles visiting. So are, are these guys that you think even could commit this week if they want? Or, like, what's that situation like as far as offensive tackles that aren't rated as high as, okay, like the literal big fish coming on campus in the last few weeks. It's just fascinating yeah. world that we're in right now as state fans. So it's just. No, I've heard that a few times. The idea of Michigan state, you know, closing the door in the face of some really good players and, you know, not, sure. not in a rude way, but just out of necessity, like guys, sorry, like there's just no more room, you know, fire marshals Cummins, we're at capacity type of thing. <laughs> right. Um, not, you're not, you know, I know it's, that was sort of a painted a bad picture, but like, the, but they're just going to have to turn away some good players because they've, they've done such a good job of laying early groundwork at a lot of different positions. And now um, obviously the success of last year sort of, you know, was like fertilizer on all those seeds. And now everybody wants to come see what Michigan state's about. And yeah. suddenly they have a lot of options in defensive backs in area and in offensive line is an area, defensive lines an area um, where they can be really picky. So to your point, no, I, I don't think um, like a guy like Coretta or Crocker, I don't think probably right away could commit. Um, gotcha. Like Coretta wasn't even um, going to take an official visit. He came up to camp and performed and sort of like earned his way into that stage of it. Like, okay, you can come take an official. We'll sort of keep the process going there, but just know we have other guys we're looking at. And so I, I don't think they would take, they would fill up any spots before, like, like you said, in Okanlola, um, sure. Chase Basantis for sure. You know, who I think they have a very good shot at out of New Jersey, a tackle. Um, yeah, some of these other guys, Peyton Kirkland, who was just here last weekend. Uh, they're definitely going to want to hear about all those guys, um, you know, probably before they make a move on some of these other folks, but they put them in a position, you know, these are guys like, uh, again, you know, other classes, other years, folks would have been over the moon about, could you know, guys that would have anchored the offensive line class and they're sort of right. having to stiff on them, you know, because I'm sure that some of these folks, uh, if given the green light would commit today, you know, and then, then they're, they're, but give Michigan state staff credit that they're being honest with folks. Like I just mentioned with Ryan Coretta, they're being upfront and honest with folks about, you know, here's sort of where you are. And then you move, they moved him to the next stage when he, when he showed them what they wanted to see at camp. And now it's like, all right, come on an official visit. That's the next stage. And then we'll see where it goes from there. And if down the line, if, if, you know, they move them to the next stage where it's like, all right, come on in if you want, if you want to be a part of this. So um, I've heard that repeatedly from in and out of the program, that that's a big thing for them is that there's no sure. real, they're not playing games. There's no um, sleight of hand and everything. And, you know, even on these official visit weekends, when commitments happen, they're honest and upfront with the group, like everybody that's assembled, they're like, Hey, everybody, such and such just committed, by the way, like clap it up, you know, pat him on the back, but also, you know, clock's kind of ticking, you know, if you happen to play his position or whatever. So, uh, and you hear that from the recruits and their parents as well going on down, just that the honesty and transparency is something that, that they seem to appreciate from this staff. So when people ask why, that's one of, you know, a dozen things that you can mention. Yeah. And that's great to know too, because yeah, this is a, a crazy cutthroat business, especially if you are going to recruit at the level that Mel Tucker is recruiting at. Like this isn't, you know, oh, yeah. your local middle school church league where everyone gets the same amount of playing time and, oh, we're going to be nice. But, like, that's nice that they're going about it in, like, the most, I don't know, humane way of doing it. Just just being a, a decent person about it, even though it is it is tough. But, yeah, it's just 
this is this is still fascinating to me because like I, I know that it's been two years you know that this is all changed from like recruiting how they used to but now to where they are now because I go back to the Gino Vandermark commit and it was like just yes, let's go top 500 player he was rated like you know 438 this is awesome this is great and now you got Joe Crocker visiting who's rated number 470 it's like Eh, not a bad plan C option right there, you know, like, yeah, we could do with him, but I mean. And this is all going to blend into a very weird, I think, dynamic for like uh, the first, I know. let's say month, month and a half of this season, you know I mean? Because let's be honest, you know, yeah. everyone's going to be so jacked up coming off of this summer and riding right. so high, I think. I mean, I, I'm sure they'll have a handful more four stars. Um, I don't know about a five star. It's certainly possible. But I mean, they're going to be still in that 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 top ten sort of fringe area in the national rankings coming out of the summer. Everyone's going to be feeling really good, and then the season's going to come. And, and if things don't go, you know, um, the best. I'm not saying they will or what. Yeah, you know, I don't. Mm-hmm. I, it's a little too far out. But sure. I don't think I don't expect them to win eleven games. I've said that here and, and elsewhere before. You know, so it's just just that convergence of like the summer high and oh my gosh, everything's amazing. We're going to win right. it all. So then, like the reality of this season, like wait a second, there's still a lot of time here for everything to marinate. Um, yeah, and I, I do think you know this Michigan State team could be underrated, and I'll be on here probably two or three more times before we get to that. Sure. You know, to talk about this season, but I do think that's something interesting to think about all this recruiting hype and buzz right now versus how it'll affect folks' perception of this year. See, look at that, and we're not done talking about recruiting just yet because next segment we're gonna play a little game of this or that. We'll kick it off with the recruiting question, but we're gonna go you know football, a little bit of basketball, a little bit of mixed sport. I didn't give Stephen really much of a heads up on this segment, so this is gonna be just raw, authentic answers coming up in a hot segment. But Stephen got to say goodbye to you for a hot second because I haven't talked to the fine folks about Built Bar. That's right. I'm on the golf course Sunday, nice Father's Day round, only took nine and a half hours to play. It was great. Um, And in the middle of that round, right after downing a pork missile at the turn, I thought, you know what, I still need a little bit more. And I got myself a Built Bar out of the cooler. That's right, the Mud Pie Flavor Built Puff, a protein-infused marshmallow wrapped in 100% real chocolate. And I'll tell you what, I went dumb low on the golf course after having that because it loaded me up 17 grams of protein, just a little over 100 calories, and it tastes better than any candy bar I've ever had. But it got my taste buds going, got my body going. And you know what? Best of all, kept my wallet in a great situation too. That's right. Built Bar, they just don't look out for for your body, your taste buds. They look out for your bankroll as well. Because when you go to Built.com and look at their delicious selection of Built Bars, Built Puffs, Built Granola Bars, Built whatever you want, they're going to give you a promo code of LOCKED15. That's right. Smash in promo code LOCKED15. That's going to get you 15% off of your order. That's right. We're talking Built Puffs, Built Bars, Built Granola Bars. They're all amazing. They all slap. They will treat you right. So go to built.com, smash in promo code LOCKED15 to save 15% off at built.com. And also, before welcoming the wonderful Stephen Brooks back, one live NBA draft show is not enough for Locked On. No, no. The entire NBA channel is going to go live on NBA draft night. So if you have a favorite NBA team, make sure you subscribe right now to their Locked On YouTube channel so you stay in the mix all NBA draft night. It's going to be a great time. Speaking of great times, uh, actually, I don't know. I don't think we've ever really done this segment. Who am I to say? Maybe this is a horrible time, but we're going to try to have a great time. <laughs> I'll let you know. This or that, Stephen? How about that? So, yeah. I, I'm down. Oh, God. Well, thanks for being my I guinea was a guinea pig here. for the video segment. I'm a guinea pig for this game. Right. So, this is anything else you want to experiment <laughs> with? 
Throw it at me, man. <laughs> I, I got some experimental drugs in the other room. I'll ship with my cardboard cutout. Then, if if you want to pop a few of those and let me know how they make you feel, we'll, we'll talk off camera. We'll talk well. off camera. Okay, that's probably a wise decision. Yeah, I'll edit all that last part out. Um, right, right, so it's all you. you know above board here. Um, simply put, I'm going to give you this or that. You can answer the question. You can give no explanation, or you can give an explanation. Dealer's choice up to you. You're kind of the host now of this show. Uh, Steven, this or that. Let, let's talk five stars. Which five-star should MSU fans want more, Samson Okanlola or David Hicks? Of course, Samson Okanlola, five-star offensive tackle out of Massachusetts, or David Hicks, like top 10-rated kid in the whole nation, defensive lineman out of Texas. Who would you take if you were a Michigan State fan? Easily Okanlola. Um, it's, it's more easily. of a position need. Easily, yeah, yeah, easily. Okay. Offensive tackle is much more of a – how far do you want me? Is it like lightning round? Shut, shut up. I mean, no, easily that's not, a position no, you need. Can go as long as you want position. Harder to yeah. find. Um, wow. uh, you don't. You you need it more. You know your your roster spinner there. And with Brandon Jordan, you're going to get in on those type of guys more. You're going to have more cracks at guys like that. And uh, and maybe he can coach your guys up. You know to sort of fill in the gaps. Or if you don't get that elite elite talent, but absolutely, it's the tackle. Um, just gotcha. about every time. Wow. Okay. I think. Okay. Hopefully, we got the easiest one out of the way. Man. I don't know. Oh boy. Now I'm, now I'm <laughs> starting to feel a little iffy about this. But hey, who's to say? Let's talk about not just, you know, not recruits, guys in high school that aren't even here yet. Let's not even talk about players that are here. Let's talk about guys that aren't even here anymore. Which duo will be missed on the football field more next year? Panashuk and Drew Beasley, you know, your two defensive ends, or Kevin Kevin Jarvis, if I can get the name out of my mouth, Kevin Jarvis and A.J. Arcuri. Which duo Will MSU fans miss more next year? Do mm. you think? Mm. Okay. Okay. At least I got a good audio. Yeah. I'm thinking on this one. I am, uh, am going to go the O lineman um, because, like, I'm so I'm taking it of like a, if either pair could be on this team. And, like, when you lose, sure. when you lost Jarvis and Arcuri, obviously Arcuri ended up being in, you know, a draft pick. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, an NFL player and then a guy who's trying to make it there, like, their depth was in such a better spot, and especially Jarvis could play guard and tackle. And he, he, you know, he gave you a little bit of a pad at each spot. Arcuri could play left or right. Um, and now that's, you know, that's my concern. Number one, every single time you have me on here, I'm probably going to mention something about that because right. they're, just, they're, they're razor thin right now. Um, and even though I thought those ends, uh, I thought they lacked sometimes just at explosiveness and sort of consistency. Uh, you know, they were experienced as heck, they were tough and they gave you two solid options who could play a lot of snaps that are going to be gone this year. So Guys who are going to have to take on those snaps that are just not, they haven't played that type of role before, and uh, I'm just not sure that they're going to have that much of uh, the you know I don't I don't think the guys behind them are going to going to ratchet it up in a, a huge degree either. But but whereas the offensive line that could be a huge boost if they had those guys back. I kind of lean with you too, just because I, I was a Kevin Jarvis loyalist. I, I, <laughs> I absolutely loved him as a player. I thought he was great. Um, so yeah, I just hitched my wagon onto his truck and just been riding it ever since. So, but yeah. It, I try not to, you know, beat it too hard into the ground, but yeah, thin offensive lineman. Uh, but hey, it'd be like that sometimes. Um, so I guess so. Steven, uh, you know, this is uh, completely not even during the regular season. So this is this is where we're going with this or that right here. Pro Am Moneyball is back starting Thursday. Holt High School games yes. at five, six, and seven. If you're in the area, uh, what do you, as an esteemed journalist, a digester of sports? What do you get more concrete takeaways from? 
spring football, like the game or the practice that they air on Big Ten Network every year, or Moneyball Pro-Ams? And no, you cannot say neither as an answer. What do you get more concrete takeaways from? Uh, I guess. I <laughs> yeah, I that's tough. Like, this is, this is this probably the closest now, one. These are tough questions now. Yeah, now we're getting to it. Because <laughs> yeah. both are notorious for this, uh, obviously. Yeah. Um, I'll say I'll say spring football, you know, just because okay. you might see somebody in like a scooter or a cast or something and like they can't fake that. Like there's no fake in that. All right. I've yeah. seen a lot of fake stuff, though, you know, fake pick sixes and fake sure. 50 point games and money ball and this and that. But you can't I don't think I don't think I've ever seen a fake cast or fake yeah. uh, scooters type of deal at Michigan State yet. So I, I guess I'll go that um, just by a hair, though. It is close. I'm locked up with you because, and my reason is like, I think we just get lied to in money more more than we get lied to in spring games. Because usually like there's just like you said, injuries are really the biggest takeaway in spring football. Other than that, like, you know, no one's overreacting to anything too much. Moneyball. Like we were led to believe Tom Tom Nairn in 2018 was going to be the reincarnate of Clay Thompson. Like it was going to be his year or 2017, whenever he played. Um, or like, oh my God, big man X, he's got a three point shot too. Like Matt Costello is going to shoot four threes a game. Like, and then he gets. And Moneyball is its own beast because like there's no right. like guardrails or structure. Like you know, at least in spring Not. football, you get the one practice, you know, and the media gets their own little tidbits here and there. And but that's about it. But then it's like Moneyball is just kind of this free for all. And it's like if somebody just decides they right. want to go for fifty, like they can probably do that. <laughs> and you don't right. know if the other guy is like. 10 years retired or if the whole team was yes. just out partying the night before or what, you know, the circumstances, there's all sorts of context that can be missed. But, but if you see these numbers and these highlights on Twitter, you go, Oh my God, I got to get out there and see what's going on. So uh, yeah, two, two notably, uh, you know, legendary spots for um, yes. myths, you know, myth making. I'll out myself too. Like I, like I know I'm going to be part of the problem in Moneyball because I do love Moneyball. And like when Davis Smith goes for 32 time. points next week, like I, I will be saying, six man off the bench is he going to be the six man of the year in the Big Ten? Like I will be part of the problem. I consciously know this, but so many people are going to talk themselves into Mati Sissoko because he's going to block you know 20 shots into the stands in one game or yep. something. And so many people yep. are going to be jumping on board. It's going to be great. Jackson Kohler, I'm sure he's going to be a fan favorite. Oh. I mean. Yeah, that's that's probably going to be through the roof by the time we're done with this, uh, the hype train for him. Mati Sissoko will hit two elbow jumpers in the same game next week, and I, I'll do a whole Mati Sissoko episode of Lockdown Spartans <laughs> yeah. and talk myself and the rest of the suckers uh, into thinking that, yeah, this is the year. This is It's, it's going to happen, guys. <laughs> Whoa, so, um, whatever. We um, needed it back. It's, it's, just right, it's part of the natural life cycle around here. We needed it back. Yeah. See, exactly. And two years without Moneyball was way too long. It felt like it was five years, but yeah, I'm happy yeah. to have it back. Um, I got one or two more of this or that questions here. Maybe maybe this isn't even a good question, but we're, I'm going to see how it rolls off the tongue anyway. This is between some running backs, kind of. You'll get what I mean by that right now. Bigger impact on the field next season. Former running back, current defensive end, Brandon Wright, or any running back not named Jarek Broussard or Jalen Berger. I know that might be a little confusing here. Who's going to have the bigger no. impact? Is it going to be Brandon Wright essentially on third downs, or is there a running back not named Jarek Broussard or Jalen Berger that will even have the slightest bit of impact coming up this season? Does that make sense? Was that Yeah, yeah. Is it Wright versus the field of those non-backs, or Wright or will Correct. any of those other non- Okay. 
Yeah, the, the, the field. Whatever, I, whatever, it doesn't matter. I'm still going to take right. Um, honestly, okay. I think, yeah, and it's, uh, yeah, I'm, I've, I've, I'll, I'll let it out here. I'm going to let it out a couple other places. But if I do some sort of bold predictions, like I think he could lead the team in sacks this year, wow. uh, quite honestly. Yeah, I really do. And Love I it. don't even, you know, I'm not even sure if he'll play a third of the snaps, but I just, I don't see them right. having one guy as like this dominant edge force. I think like Brule and Winman will be in there. I think they'll get, they'll, they'll um, be involved with a lot of pressures. Uh, Petrowski, I think, will be in there, and maybe uh, maybe a, a Barrow or a Slade or somebody gets mm-hmm. a couple here and there. But I, I think um, Brandon Wright could be that guy, you know, um, just being that third down specialist, that speed demon around the edge. And yeah. he's a guy when they keep when they keep sending out these hype videos of Brandon Jordan during the summer and him working with the guys. It's always two guys that stick out at me. It's Brandon Wright and Jacob right. Slade. It's those yep. two guys every single time, and it's like that's amazing to see. I think if you're Michigan State fans, because Brandon Wright, obviously, was a guy without a home. And, you know, uh, I've heard from Brandon Jordan personally just saying that he's got all the tools in the world and he's got a lot of want to, you know. And so gotcha. he's really sticking to this uh, new role out um, and, and really taking to that. And then Jacob Slade, as we all know, is, is just productive as heck in there. And if he could add that, you know, dynamic pass rush element, then then really I think he's got just about everything going for him. So um, those are two really exciting things just to get off topic a little bit. But Brandon Wright's the answer. I think he could lead them in sacks. See, bang. And because, like, I, I fell in love with him last year. And I know it was a small sample size, just the Penn State game. And then, of course, the Peach Bowl against Pitt. But, like, he, he looked like a heat-seeking missile out there. Like, it was incredible. I don't know if you remember, like, the Army-Navy game where they had, like, naval ships painted onto their helmets. Like, yeah. I, I just I just want a missile painted onto Brandon Wright's helmet. Just have him look completely different than everyone else. Like, he looks like a libero in volleyball out there. But, like, let it be known that if, if, if it's, like, third and 12, like, oh, Oh yeah, this kid's getting loaded in the cannon, and he is gonna just get in uh, your face in about. I can't think of anybody who's benefited more from Brandon Jordan's hiring than him. Okay, I like that. That that's a that's a great see. That's why we have. That's why you've been on fifty-seven times, Stephen, for insight like that. That's that's what I'm talking about right there. You know what? Screw it. That was such a great end, and I think we'll do this segment later on. Was it was this an okay segment? Was this fine? Does this do it for you or no? Oh no, yeah, it was good. It was okay. good. No, I like it. I like it. I, All right. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but we'll we'll keep a few uh, you know, like historic on the feats or something, greater historic team or oh, East Lansing, yeah. you know, uh, traditions, this or that or something. You know, bring the culture element into it. Peanut Barrel or Conrad's rap, yeah. you know, something like that. Oh man, this this is great. This, we, you know what? Although Next you, time we you, you bring on. bars and foods into it, though, and it becomes as very yeah. segmented by era, though, so everybody has sure. to. Because every every five years East Lansing turns over so much, so maybe that's not the best right. idea. But uh, there's something no, out there. We, we can work on it. It is. It you know what? We're, we'll do like a whole episode of this or that. Like in I don't know. I like just, it. Just like in a few weeks, work for you. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll talk off camera. But like, hey, um, I'm fine to bang out an entire episode like that. But uh, let's talk about. Let's talk about Max Christie for a hot second here because um, this episode will air on Thursday if you're listening to the podcast on YouTube Wednesday night. Regardless, hey, Thursday night, CNBA draft. How fun is this? And 97.9% chance that Christie will hear his name picked. Um, obviously, he thinks it will be picked as he left Michigan State after one year. But let's uh, let's talk about him right now. Um, I looked at a few mock drafts today. I looked at six of them. The highest that I saw was NBADraft.net. Had him going 28th to the Warriors. Uh, the Athletic had him being the first pick in the second round, so 31st overall to the Pacers. Uh, CBS Sports, 35 overall to Orlando. Bleacher Report, 41 overall to New Orleans. And Yahoo and Sporting News both had him 44 overall to the Hawks. That's the highest I saw it, or lowest I saw it, uh, any way you slice it. 
that's the biggest number of his selection. I don't know how to word that, but yeah, that's kind of what we're looking at here. Um, I don't really know what other comment to make other than like, I, I don't know. Like, I think we're aligned, Steven. Like you it's, certainly know where I stand. I think you left early. Is that kind of where you're leaning to? But moot point now. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. It's going to go down as one of the weird ones. Um, yeah. Deontay Davis was weird, but then like folks add in the context. And, you know, as time passed, folks, more people understood his family situation, what went into that. And so there's been other ones, but this will go down as one of the weirder ones for sure. Um I think I thought he was a really smart kid, really nice kid in the year I got to cover him. So I wish him well personally. But yeah, this this pre-draft process process has been weird because like so he hasn't been like a big riser, but he hasn't really been like a big faller either. But then, as you just said, with those mock drafts, he hasn't really settled in any. It seems like nobody knows what to do with him because it's not like he's settled in like in like the late 30s or wherever. It's like a 20 spot range we're talking about here. So it's not like oh, it's like oh yeah, he's not going to make it out of the first or. He's definitely somewhere in the 40s. You know, there's, there's just really no pegging it down. And so I, I, I think that that would be reflective. Yeah. You know, here, obviously, but I think reflective of, of how the league makes about him. I, I don't know. And then he had the decisions about not working out at, at certain points or whatever he did with the combine or he wasn't going to scrimmage and he didn't do that there and, and all that. Right. So it's like, do you really want them to just pour through that tape, man? Because I thought that would be a great opportunity to be like, hey, here I am against the best. Here I'm showing my skills to you live, and this is what I'm really all about, you know, if he, if he you know, in theory wasn't happy with what he did at Michigan State. So I, it's it's hard to understand. It's, it's a hard one to digest is, is the way I put it. You know, it's, it's going to be hard for a long time, and I think folks should just, you know, turn the other cheek and root for him because his success, you know, ultimately helps Michigan State at the end of the day. Um but it, it will be a hard one to digest because I think everybody sees, everybody I think sees the, yeah. the natural path of come back for your sophomore year, you know, be that first team all Big Ten, all American type of guy, and then go in the top 15. And then, you know, uh, your bank account's a lot healthier on day one, and the rest of your career is off to a much healthier start, a much easier start um, right. than, than the way it's looking right now. So I wish him luck, but it's it's a weird one. So I'm, I'm curious about how it's all going to fold out. Um, that's for sure. Yeah. I just hope, like we mentioned, I hope he's not. Hope he's not like in the late fifties, so I got to stay up all night uh, with all the other, you know, um, far-flung European players and everything getting picked. Exactly right. So I, you know, not, not to count someone else's money here, but this is what we're looking at for Max Christie. Um, if he is selected at the end of the first round, there we're looking at four million ish guaranteed. It could go down to three ish, could go like four point five. Kind of fluctuates a little bit, but uh, something that actually just got finalized here is uh, the amount for two-way deals. Um, have been finalized. So let's say Max Christie gets drafted in the middle of the second round. A team burns up a two-way deal on him, meaning that he will play up to 50 games in the NBA and then the rest of the game in the G League. That's uh, a half million per year that he would be making right there. So, yeah, could he have benefited from coming back, taking his Gary Harris years, which I've called it, um, and then solidifying yourself as a top 15 pick where guaranteed money's closer to like 8 million, 10 million? Like, I. Yeah, but again, I, moot point. This is old news. Like, I, I'm not going to harp on it too much. I've not really not lost a ton of sleep on it in the last few days, weeks, months. But that's that's where we're looking at money wise. If anyone out there cared to know what we're looking at here, as we tune in Thursday. Um, other than that, like, I don't know. It's it's kind of pretty obvious. Like, oh, what team do you want to see him go to? A, a good organization. I don't know. I, I've, I've done it enough, too, where, like, I just lie to myself and I see a guy go to a bad organization. I try to talk myself into it, like, ooh, 
early playing time. Like Cassius right. goes to the Washington Wizards. Like, hey, maybe this is a, like no. Just you just want to see a guy go to a good organization like the Warriors. Yeah. You know, Ten years ago, I would have said the Spurs. I could see him becoming like a, right. like a, a really good player for the Spurs in like five years. Like we just don't hear from him, and then all of a sudden he's an All Star one year or something. Yeah, uh, right. But maybe with Pop, you know, sort of being on the way out, maybe that's not the best place for him. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't have a good landing spot. Like you said, though. I mean, but the money part—that's relevant, though. Like that's why everybody's like scratching their head and wondering, like, what's this yeah. all about? Because it seems like if you just put in that one more year, and now you know, in his defense, on the other side of the coin, there is no guarantee with one that's more true. year whether it's injury or performance or whatever. Um, yep. But history shows us, you know, it, it just seems like he's, he's choosing the harder path and people just don't do that in life, you know? So I guess in one sense, you got to respect <laughs> sure. it. And, you know, he's sure. clearly betting on himself clearly. Uh, and we'll see where it takes him, I guess. And if he can, you know, ideally, yes. Like you get to that second contract sooner and then you get, you know, that third contract sooner and, and boom, you're making big money at a younger age and, and everything's accelerated that way. You have a longer pro career, but, uh, He's got some work to do to make that long pro career happen. And, you know, NBA people will say you can develop well in the NBA and in the G League, and college people will say it's best for you to come back to college and develop at that level. So it sort of depends on who you talk to there. But right. definitely going to be a fascinating one. And he sort of puts himself in that that sort of oddball tier, you know. No disrespect to him, but, like, there, there's sort of some of those oddball Michigan State-Izzo draft pick pros that just have been, like, where I don't I don't think the fan base has had the strongest connection with them when they've left. Um Agree. Yeah, it's, Agree. it's usually surrounded by just how they how they left, you know. Um, yep. And so I, I don't have the whole list in front of me, but like you know, there's there's a couple guys where it's like it's just like, oh yeah, yeah, I almost kind of forgot about him because they just they, they don't have that long tie to the to the school um, because right. of the way they left or whatever. So I don't know if that'll be the case, but um, I guess it certainly could be. We'll stay tuned. And of course, you know, I'll be back reacting to it on Sunday night on YouTube or, you know, Monday's episode of Lockdown Spartans here. Um, because, yeah, we're, we're winding down, Stephen. Another half hour of your life spent on Lockdown Spartans. I can't thank you enough for your time, man. Your, your insight, it's always on point. Uh, you're always the best. Uh, you know, not, not only I love you, but the listeners and the viewers love you. So thank you so much. For, uh, for spending some of your time with Lockdown Spartans. But, yeah, we'll be back Monday reacting to that. I got uh, a great mailbag question that had, like, five questions within that. LockdownSpartans.gmail.com. I'll probably hit that. I don't know. Uh, the, the free press is suing MSU into bankruptcy. Maybe we'll talk about that. I don't I don't know. Whatever it is that happens in the next few days, we'll talk about it next episode of Lockdown Spartans. But until then, Stephen, thank you so much. You're the man. You're the best. You thank are. you. Thanks for having me, man. Now I got to box up the scoreboard cutout, get to FedEx, and uh, send it right. to get on your it. address. <laughs> That's right. We're awesome. Well, hey, love every single one of you out there. You guys are the best. Thank you so much for making Lockdown Spartans your first listen every single day. Go enjoy your weekend. Go green, everyone. Let's go. Let's go. Let's have a weekend.